We wanted to make a huge difference to the world in the sense that we had certain focus areas in terms of spreading of the, of the virus. We wanted to contain it. And it, the solution that we were looking for was not a vaccine because we, knew, we know that governments are working on it. And so we had wanted to work on more practical innovation, spreading and the managing of the, of the virus. Another focus area was the impact on SMEs as well as education and the healthcare facilities. And then the third area we, we focused on was post-COVID, um, you know, how an SMEs, the impact on SMEs, et cetera, and how we could help them, et cetera. And also social enterprise that suddenly would be sitting with a lot of potentially food shortages of people, people without jobs. So those were the focus areas that we worked on. We then went into what we call a very important second stage. So we put the right team together. We went into the what we call the second stage. It's called observe and learn. Because again, I think that's the biggest thing that people are missing when they innovate is that not to do an observe and learn. So the observe and learn allows us to really look at the frictions of what's happening out there in terms of COVID. So we did extensive work in terms of you know, what is what is happening, you know, where are the frictions, what are the post-frictions, COVID, etc. And then uh, went into a third stage where after we've, we've did that, we went into raise ideas. We raised 748 ideas and we narrowed them down to 12. We tested those 12 concepts again around the world. And again, beautiful, beautiful about this project, we did everything online. And as I say, collaborating with 11 countries around the world. And then we had people that, you know, consumers and, and, and customers uh, on the test phase, etc., around the world. And then we finally decided uh, we took the best five of those 12 and develop them into business cases. We're living in a time when you have no choice but to innovate. And for many of us, that's as scary as hell. But it can also be the most exciting adventure. For the first time since World War II, we have the opportunity to change everything, to make our world a better place. For those of us in business, that means making your team and customers' worlds better. I'm Judy Selmans, host of the Engage to Innovate podcast, talking all things innovation. So relax, take some time out from your schedule and immerse yourself in the learnings shared by our guests. Here's a real-world innovation challenge. How on earth do you make this happen? Take top innovators from 11 countries, give them just two months to generate 748 ideas and decide on five practical solutions to the impact of COVID-19 and make it available to anyone in the world. Well, it's been done. We're privileged today to share this world-first announcement from Cooney Middle, Chairman of Middle and Partners in South Africa. Cooney is a chartered accountant with a passion for innovation and he's going to share with us how he organised his new project under great pressure. He's recognised as one of the most inspiring accountants in the world and we need that today more than ever. So along with my co-host Eric's, we're looking forward to digging a bit deeper into Cooney's world of innovation. I think many industries have been on that verge of, they've reached a point where they should change, but now they haven't changed, etc. And what COVID has created is, is, is like a is some a trigger for them to say, okay, fine, you know, now now we're forced to change. It's like education, you know, um, distance yeah. learning, etc. Things like that, you know. So um, obviously, we also the new normal in terms of you know we we most likely will see a big uh, further divide between who um, rich and poor. Um, mm. and, and social social enterprise in terms of the role that they will play in terms of this. You know, we'll see the digital transformation from people in terms of working now from home and that's now been forced to work from home and doing Zoom meetings and Skype meetings, etc. And suddenly saving a lot of time in terms of transport, etc. And then the roads are less, less busy. You know, so we are seeing... We, we're seeing great change in terms of in terms of this. We think seeing that companies also the new normals where people say, listen, I've got to be agile, I've got to be able to adapt, I've got to be able to to face 
changing circumstances, etc. So there are many, many things that are that are that are going to be very different in the new normal, in my opinion. Yeah, one thing that we we focus a lot on, I guess, is customer sentiment. So, you know, when their minds have shifted as well, so we've got to adapt to that. Are you seeing that in your research? Oh yes, you know, I think that that. You know, the, 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 the great thing about humans are that they, they are actually, in fact, easy to adapt when, when there's pressure yeah. on them, you know. They, 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 people are, you know, um, comfort creatures in a sense. They're stuck in their ways and, until such time as they get disrupted yeah. by something like this. And then you suddenly see um, innovation and different and creative thinking coming along. Essentially, in your comfort zone, you know, people stay, you know, they, no, they don't have many worries, etc. So, so, so we're seeing customers now, um, we, we, we're getting a lot bigger, many approaches from customers and sacred fund, you know, we really now need to innovate. We really need to think about a, a different way of how we've been doing business, etc. Uh, the, the type of things that we're doing, the way that we're doing it, the customer engagement, how we, you know, the types of products and services that we have on offer. Um, you know, so yeah, so so I think people are really reconsidering their business models um, much more um, aggressively and 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 uh, from urgency, um, and 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 I think that you know many customers come to us and they say, you know what, okay, could you, you know, what should, do you think we should do? You know, like in, uh, you know, this is my business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think if it was. It's so easy for me to say to them, listen, this is what you've got to do, or that is what you've got to do, etc. You know, then, then, then we would be able to help people, you know, very, very easily. But the point is that people uh, need to, you know, changing your business and innovating is a process. It's not just about an idea. An idea is just an idea because I could get, mm. I could have dinner with somebody and get a good idea, but that's not a business. You know, that's not innovation. And yeah. I think that's, I think the biggest thing for me is that. People do not know and businesses do not know how the process of how do I reinvent my business. Um, and that's, that's an area where they really specialize in and, and, and they, could be, they could people through that journey. You know, because if I'm an engineering firm, you know, I'm, I'm not an engineer. Engineer knows more about this industry than I do. How do I help him? I can help yep. him with the process and make him, make him think different. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's it's so important from the, you know, businesses I talk to, they're, well, firstly, they're clearly under a lot of stress at the moment and they may think that, okay, I've got to do something different, and but they're in that state of panic to a degree and I think that's where services and companies like yours, where you've got a slightly separated, you're detached from it to a degree so you can come in clearer. Does that make sense? Is that where you see it? Yes, I, I think that, you know, you, you, you're very right by saying that, you know, when, when people are in a crisis, you know, and, and, and if you, people, are, people get emotional about their business. They, you know, they are mm. so attached to, to the things that they do. And therefore, they, they're not thinking clearly about the future when you're under pressure. You know, when you're like, when you're severely stressed, in a sense, it's not a good time to make solid decisions, you know. So... And I think that 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 what the, the comfort that we're trying to give clients, etc., is to say, you know what, let's take you through a process that whereby you really, you know, haste creates waste. Most people want to get an answer very quickly. You know, we all we you know mm. we're driven in, in 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 our lives that you know we 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 want to solve things quickly. But when you are planning the future and doing things for the future and your business, that's the time that you've got to put special time in it to really consider what the options are. You know, that's, that's the time that you can't haste um, because it will yeah. be a waste, you know. So, and I think that's, it's the journey in terms of helping clients understand that, you know, and it's not, uh, you know, we, we, I'm not talking long, long time, but I mean, people just, they want to answer the next day. You know? So and I think that's a big yeah. mistake because people make, <laughs> you know. You know, you know. We've, we've all worked with clients like that. <laughs> <laughs> particularly because we've worked a lot in the media. So, um, and of course they're 24 seven and they spin, you know, from next minute to the next really. So yes, exactly. Eric's been dealing with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Innovation on the fly. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that that's, that's a, such an important thing to, to really 
get to people to to understand that you know it's it's a journey it's really a journey and 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 it consists of various simple stages you know so people think that innovation is something you've got to be really arty or you've got to be really something creative actual fact no mm. it's it's about the process if you follow a certain process with the right team with the right people in your own business you know and we we we're very focused on saying you know what there's incredible potential in your own business and if you take those people that know your business very well and you put them through that process, getting them to explore in a sense, you are you're, you, you're building innovation, what I call inside-out innovation. You know, obviously with help from outside and making them sure to observe and learn the world as it is and understand customers and, this, and, and trends and technology and things like that. But it's, it's important for you to unlock the value of people within your business, you know. We, we mm. many businesses they always want to get the answer from somebody from outside, you know. Yeah. Uh, but in actual fact, there are many answers inside the business. Yeah, because often team members are very close to customers and observe those frictions that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps because of internal culture or whatever, they are not encouraged to speak up about what they see. But they're actually quite well aware of what customers are feeling. Absolutely, you fit the nail on the head. You know that that you can only innovate when you really understand your customer and when you understand the the friction. Because when you understand the friction from your customer, there is the innovation opportunity. And I think you've touched on a very important point in the sense that, in many occasions, you know, CEOs they think they have the direction that they should take. You know. And yeah, and, and, and many instances, they, they, their staff are more closely connected to the needs of their clients. We've got, to li- we've got to listen more. We've got to listen to our customers. And CEOs have got to listen to the customers, you know, either through their staff or the people that work for them, etc., to really understand. Because that's where the opportunities lies. Yeah. So um, that's critical. You know, we, we should listen a lot more. You know, we, as humans, we... You know, we don't listen enough. We want to hear the things that we want to hear. We're not, we're not listening to the things that where the real need is. One of our big bugbears, <laughs> and so is that so many businesses think, oh, I've got all this big data, and but it's actually not real. It's not getting to sentiment in, in our opinions. I don't know if that's a, something you find that, I mean, data is important, clearly, but it, it's there are more emotional sentiments often that can get into a different level of customer needs. Do you find that in what you do? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, there's, there's such a, when you talk about data and, and, and big data, you know, there's lots of data around and people get mesmerized analysis paralysis in, in many instances. You know, <laughs> And, you know, we're bombarded with, with data and, and information, you know, and it's a question of, you know, can you separate the, the noise from the real thing? You know? mm. um, and I think um, really understanding and, and getting really understanding of your customers, you know, so we, we try and help our clients to say, you know what, you've got to have proper customer testing in the sense of where you have face-to-face and you discuss things with them, etc., shows them different options. But also what we do is we... You know, customers, when clients generally test something with a customer, you know, the problem with something like that is they generally go on a selling spree. Oh, let me show you all these features. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like a salesman type of, they want to try and convince yeah. the customer. They're not listening to the customer in terms of, you know, oh, no, listen, do you think it's a good idea, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so we, we, what we do with that is when we, we do customer testing, we let the customer sit outside, you know, in, in the room observing and the facilitator mm. would facilitate, uh, you know, the, the the discussion, and we get the customer only our customer only to listen, and it's yeah. it's 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 amazing in terms of the result that we're achieving from that. Yeah, no, exactly right. So I've I've seen it many times. I remember a, a, a young person entrepreneur bragging about a, a research video he did, and he basically. You know, so the way it was worded, I thought, poor guy on the other end of the camera was not going to say anything else, but then it's great. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, so that's, again, yeah, it's a different level of understanding. And I think a lot of people 
to us, that's that's a that's that's a gap that we often see is that it, there's the creative. So you're right, the mm. CEO, the management team come up with some great creative. They're brainstorming whatever the hell they do, and come up with great creative ideas. But then it stays in house, or they just mm. tell customers, "Oh, we're going to do this. You know, it's going to be great." Will you buy it? Oh, yeah, of course. You're not going to deflate someone's. Yeah. So, exactly. yes. Exactly. Look, I. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. You're so right. We, it, nobody wants to make something and they, they don't think it's great, you know, but we've got to, have, yeah. we've, we've got to listen first, maybe before we start making it. You know? I, I totally, totally agree. Clearly, one of the reasons we're talking at this particular time is that you're involved in a, a fantastic project on innovation and to obviously help on a global scale, the impact of COVID-19. Why did you decide to do this? And, and so I want to know a bit, lots, lots more about it, obviously. But what was the first motivator to doing it? Well, I think that, yeah, you know, you know, looking at a, at a, a crisis like and, and the pandemic, COVID-19, you know, we, you know, the, where the world suddenly comes to a stop or pause mm. and realizing that this is a, this is not a, a country only problem this is a world problem um, i felt that you know in certain countries were ahead in terms of the the curve than others and i felt that you know and at the time that it you know that really got hold in in europe we didn't know what the outcome was going to be how, you know you know where was this going to go in terms of and how long it's going to last and all the implications and and yeah. so so i i I took a decision to to say, you know what, I, I made a calling in terms of my international connections um, on the innovation on the innovation uh, side and people that I've worked with on innovation around the world. And I said, I made an invitation. I said, you know what, do you guys want to come on board in terms of in an innovation journey to reduce the impact of COVID by a significant uh, a percentage? And then we had this specific uh, goals in terms of that, that that one the solutions that we that we needed to create had to be for a global uh, for for everybody around the world. It had to be virtually at no cost or free, and it had to have significant impact. And then I had a lot of um, the guys, eleven countries joined. Excellent! And, uh, wow. Yeah, we started off on this on this journey. Are you able to share where you've been on the journey and, and at oh, the yeah. stages? And, yeah. yeah. So the journey consists of five stages. And we used a, the, uh, an innovation methodology called FORTH, F-O-R-T-H. Uh-huh. And it's the acronym for, for the following phases. The first stage was what we call full steam ahead, where we defined um, what we wanted to achieve. Uh, we set, right. sat down, uh, we put down the objectives in terms of that we wanted to make a huge difference to um, to the world in the sense that we had certain focus groups, focus areas, and that uh, in terms of you know um, the spreading of the uh, of the of the virus, we wanted to contain it. And it, the solution that we were looking for was not a vaccine because we knew we know that governments are working on it, and mm-hmm. so we had wanted to work on more practical innovations. So. So the spreading and the managing of the of the virus. Another focus area was the impact on SMEs, yep. as well as education and the healthcare um, facilities. And then the third area we we focused on was post COVID. Um, you know how an SMEs the impact on SMEs etc. And how we could help them etc. And also social enterprise that suddenly would be sitting with a lot of potentially food shortages of people, um, people without jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So, so we would, you know, so those were the, were the, were the, the uh, focus areas that we worked on. Wow. So we then went into what we call a very important stack. So we put the right team together. Um, we went into the, what we call the second stage is called observe and learn. Because again, I think that's the biggest thing that people are missing when they innovate is that, not to do an observe and learn. So the observe and learn allows us to really look at the frictions of what's happening out there in terms of COVID. So we did extensive work in terms of 
you know what is what is happening you know where are the frictions what all the post frictions covert etc okay and uh, seen went into a third stage where after we we've did that we went into raise ideas we raised 748 ideas <sighs> so what we did then is we we narrowed them down and we narrowed them down to 12 uh, we tasted right, 12 that's concepts. That's a big jump from 748 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only do that with a good process, you know. So we, mm. uh, yes. and, and I, I think I want to reflect a bit on that uh, a bit later on how you get to it. But we then narrowed them down to 12. We tested those 12 concepts again around the world. And again, beautiful, beautiful about this project, we did everything online. And as I say, collaborating with 11 countries around the world. And then we had people that, you know, consumers and, and, and customers uh, on the test phase, et cetera, around the world. And then we finally decided uh, we took the best five of those 12 and developed them into business cases. And um, now we have in the final what we call homecoming. We have the five. We will release them in the next two days. And uh, they will be available for people to see and 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 oh, and, fabulous. and and, and, and oh. use for themselves, etc. So we, we certainly something that I would like to just to talk about as well today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of the solutions that you're you know going to release in a, in get a couple of days are there. Were there key things that came out? Were there particular themes that were coming out as being? possible solutions to this or you, you can't quite tell us yet or and I can I can actually tell you I can tell you yes yeah, yeah that would be great no, so, well so. exclusive right here yeah awesome. so you are exclusive because of the fact that uh, just um, two hours before uh, this interview we've we've have finalized these uh, business cases in terms of the final presentations um, wow okay. and yes yeah so you are the first to know they are very different, and I think that the the, the that's why the when we set up the assignment, we we said that we wanted to not focus in one area only. We wanted to, you know, we really wanted to have, and that's when you narrow seven hundred forty eight ideas down uh, to twelve, and finally, you know, when you come to the five, it, they're going to have different meaning and different different impact, you know. So, so so the first one we we did was uh, well, the first one one of the concepts is a thing called food call. Food call. Now, food call is that you know, with with the pandemic in many countries around the world, uh, we've seen it now in in Africa. We're seeing it in Africa in particular. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in Italy, um, and we're seeing it in other parts of the world where, because people do not have work, they do not have access to. They don't have money to buy food. Yeah. And governments are obviously helping and supporting. Um, but the problem with, with, with support, food support in Africa is an example. You know, governments load up a lot of trucks and they drive to areas and people stand in queues and wait for food, etc. And they stand mm. in the sun, etc. So and they get, uh, you know, they get, uh, you know, they, they pick up the virus because they, they're waiting mm. in these long queues, etc. So food call, call uh, is, a, is, a, is a very innovative design in terms of if I want to send, I, I'm connecting people that, that care, that can give to some others um, that, and if for, to people that, that need food. And the way it works is it works with a very simplized, uh, simplified voucher system. I go to the website, I buy food vouchers online, and mm-hmm. I can send a food voucher to anybody, um, or I can send it to an organization, an NGO, and the NGO can then spread those little vouchers around and that a person that gets that little voucher can walk into a shop, a local shop, uh, a participating store, and it can redeem that voucher for food, um, food that they need, etc. So the key here is that that you're making use of the the, the existing infrastructures. Um, you don't yeah. you're not carrying food around. You don't load trucks and drive them hundreds of kilometers to go and deliver food. In actual fact, you're supporting the local SMEs. Um, just by having the ability to to redeem a view a voucher that you can yeah. buy, as an example. So that's yeah, win win. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, we yeah. do see a big yeah. emphasis back on local businesses now, and and certainly here in New Zealand, there are a number of campaigns around the regional areas, and, and I think people have you know we talk about changing sentiment. 
that, that, that people are recognising this again, that they ought to be helping their local business who might be their neighbour. Yeah. So what you've outlined is terrific. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, is that normal food programmes, um, you know, is, is not helping the small little retailer out on the corner shop. It, it, mm. It's government and, and sometimes... Um, you know, other business get involved, etc. And the small retailer is not getting any of that benefit. Um, he used mm-hmm. to sell to the, the consumer. Now that consumer doesn't have any money. Um, and so this way, this, the, 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 we're still supporting the government or whoever is giving money is still supporting a little corner shop. Um, and it's yeah. obviously making use of that infrastructure. You know, why would you be loading trucks and doing all sorts of logistics if, you know, food stores have little food stores have been in existence for years and years and years since the beginning of the world, you know, in a sense, you know, so, mm. so, um, yeah. so that's, I think that's innovative in that sense. It's very different. Uh, it's very unique. Um, so that's, yeah. So I'm glad that you, that you, that you, that you can relate to it and, you know, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, very much so because one of the things that happened during the lockdown here, because the, the, businesses that were allowed to remain open were the big supermarkets. So they did very well out of all of this. And so many other people had to close down for that period. And and I know this was, you know, the debates will go on for a long time around the world about all the different approaches. And it has certainly worked here. But the big supermarkets did very well. And all those small retailers had to shut their doors so I think this is a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just talk about something very important in South Africa and in, our, in Cape Town, uh, there's the biggest infection rate in South Africa. And it right. all occurred because of one big um, supermarket. Most of the people got infected in that one supermarket because of all the smaller shops also being closed in a sense, you know. So everybody uh, got directed in terms of that, you know. So of course. Absolutely uh, right, you know, that you've... you've it's the such a hard, such a hard thing to, to manage. Uh, I guess we're, uh, you know, a bit of a plug for our New Zealand government at the moment, but... They've done an outstanding job. Of course, we have a much smaller population. Look, I just want to keep moving on, and obviously, yes. we've you've yeah. got other yeah. solutions, and I'm really yes. excited to hear about yes. those we've because if they're like one. yeah, if, if yeah. they're like food yeah. call, it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. So then we have a thing called COVID busters. You know, so the okay. COVID busters. Um, you know, is it, who are you going to call COVID busters? That's what. You're <laughs> so the COVID busters is a. Um, an idea in terms of, you know, when it comes down to um, people are, obviously when the pandemic broke out, people were feeling very unsafe and they still do, but people are going back to work, etc. So many employers are now need to take responsibility for the safety of their staff, because if you're going to go back to work, in a sense, you need to know that you are safe and because are other people infected or not etc so the COVID busters um is is a international organization that uh, that effectively manages that 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 sets the standard for how do i check screen test um and you know uh, how do i what is what are best what is best practice um for screening and testing um, yep. and, and tracking, right? And again, COVID busters makes use of um, very advanced technology in terms of, again, uh, a digital uh, mobile apps that's doing the screening. So uh, customers um, and businesses can easily screen their staff. They could be self-screening. Uh, you, could, you, you, know, you, you would type in all your information on your mobile phone before you go to work, etc. So, and they would know that if you're at risk or not. But even if you arrive at work, um, the the scanning and and um, heat um, you know sensors are, are are designed that they that they would they would um, you know obviously measure your temperature but also um, link it to your particular profile etc and identify if you if you're okay. a, a risk person or not and it's designed in terms of to to handle big crowds like schools and and um, and big companies where there are lots of people working there, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's in a very effective way, but it's also just going beyond that because it's also can do health and, and wellness monitoring 
in terms of other health statistics and things like that. So it's a comprehensive okay. um, system in terms of managing that. Yeah. It obviously can't, I assume it can't, so I'm, I'm guessing here, um, test for the actual virus though. It's just, it's, it's you're relying on people to enter their symptoms or if they've been anywhere, or is that? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So, right. so yeah, cool. so, yeah, absolutely. So the COVID busters, um, you know, obviously are what, what the project aims to do as well is train people around the world, give them a certain standard so that they know how to, to screen, right, as well as test mm. people, because the testing is still very physical, but you need to yes. test in a correct manner. Um, mm. And I think that we're going to see in the future, you know, more advanced. Um, um, we, we're going to see faster reaction in terms, of, uh, in terms of test results. Hopefully we will be able to test results much quicker because now yeah. we're waiting 24 hours to get, get the result. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and of course that, so I, I think you've touched on something that to me is going to be the biggest issue out of this whole thing from a, a public perspective is how do I know I'm going to be safe when I go out and, and do what I want and need to do? And so these sorts of tools are really important for that safety you know that emotional feeling that we're going to have because when people feel safer they're going to more likely to go out and purchase from other businesses and all those sorts of things so yes. yeah that's important in the music industry if you're going to go to a big concert you're not going to go if you think you're under threat and there's risk for you you're not going to yeah. in new zealand you know you're not going to go to watch a rugby game um yeah you know, <laughs> that so, would be bad yeah so so i think that that, that this is why covid busters is going to be um, important to making sure that when you see somebody wearing a COVID buster badge in the sense that he's trained in this, he's, he's been trained, um, he's, okay. he's trying to, to make you safe, etc., and social distancing and all those type of things. It's creating a standard that people feel comfortable with that this and that they are safe either at, a, at an event or at, at work. And because there's so much misinformation out there as well on this subject. And yeah. so having somebody that's, you know, getting it right, has been trained and how is that going to be distributed? How how can someone get involved? How could, for example, New Zealand, is it company-based? Yes. Is it country-based? Yes, is it? Yeah. So, 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 we are, so we are working with, with healthcare, healthcare organisations um, in, in, in various countries. So um, that's also important for us in terms of that when the COVID busters um, um, work in a certain country that they have to, you know, they, we want them to, to work closely with their, their health authorities in, in a particular country. But then what the COVID busters do is that they, people can, can, can uh, approach us and say, listen, they want to become a COVID buster. They want to be, you know, they want to go and, and, and scan and screen people at stadiums. You know, they, they might have a security company, et cetera, and they think, okay, fine, you know what, I want to take my, my, my security people, train them up to be a COVID buster so that they can do the screening, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that information is all going to be available on our website. Um, we wanted to, to, to launch that um, uh, tomorrow, but it seems it's going to be on Monday. So the covidbusters.org um, website will, but um, I'll give you a bit more information in terms of where they can okay. go. And, but yeah, yeah, so people would be able to, and we're inviting um, uh, um, companies that wants to become part of it, international benchmark quality, etc. Mm. You know, um, because that information yeah, that's is provided from us really from, important. From, yeah, yeah, from Sorry. from healthcare organisations that are that you know that are that have that have done a lot of research and are specialised in this, etc. So you know, yeah, I can see you've been busy. Oh yeah, I've been. So <laughs> wonder you're up late working and getting up early in the morning with this list. Good yeah, grief! So, and, right. and, and we've three. only we've only up to two, we've only done two, and there's yes. three more to go. So, yeah. which I'll, is next? I'll rush with them. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. We, we're we're enjoying it. It's oh, totally fine. Right. So, so the next one is called Stick Tech Scout. Tech Scout. You know, the thing is with 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 COVID is that that. There's still a lot of people that have not that's left out of the digital world, you know, in terms of yes. um, uh, and 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 now that people sat at home, you know, and, and and in a lockdown in many countries, you know, a lot of time has been wasted because of the fact that people could have, you know, there are so many amazing tools and so many ways that we can digitally empower people, you know. 
um, yeah. and, 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 and make people part of this, of, 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 of the new normal in terms of using digital tools, you know, and you'll be surprised. I mean, uh, you know, many, many, uh, in particular older communities, et cetera, you know, they, you know, they, 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 they even, they, they, they more at risk in terms of COVID and therefore they are more locked uh, on their own, et cetera. And how do they communicate yes. other than having their mobile phone? You know? So, yes. so, so we felt that Tech Scout was is an organization. Again, it's a free service um, that partners with local um, government and municipalities, um, cities. And what that city um, does is that it, it, it empowers their communities. If you think about a small little town or a city, um, you know, I can give training on any software package um, to a thousand or two thousand or ten thousand, a hundred thousand people in a session, you know, um, and the cost of me of transferring that knowledge um, to people in a community or a city is is absolutely minimal, you know. So um, it's about um, you know it's 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 about this digital transformation, but making it easy for people to learn the digital skills, you know, how to you know, to operate your computer, how to operate certain a certain software, um, how to do things, you know, how to operate um, certain software packages. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and therefore, a tech scout would either assist you, they come to your house, um, or um, would provide on, online training, etc., um, to the whole community, etc. You know. so, so tech scout is an initiative in terms of to empower people um, and to digitally transform them for the future. Yes, because a lot of people now are being told suddenly, well, it's contactless, so everything you do is going to be digital. Uh, but, yes, how do you do it? And, and a lot of people otherwise it could be quite disenfranchised in, in life. There's talk about how disabled people with, with, with different kinds of disabilities who... You know, it's been hard enough and locked down as it is, then how do you emerge into this new world and, and you're supposedly not uh, having as much contact as before? So how do you do this? Uh, I think that's terrific. Yeah. We've had tremendous support from from small little towns in Italy in particular, for example, where city councils there have said, listen, this is what they want to do. They want to empower their people. Um, and it's really a, um, um, a you know a great initiative in terms of really to get a lot of people digitally transformed that they can that they can that they can stay part of of a journey going going forward you know we um, yeah. it's obviously nice to you know to be with people etc you know but you miss out a lot if you i mean if you look at this project where we are working with 11 countries you know if it wasn't if we weren't digitally enabled in a sense you know yes, it would, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't be possible yeah. Yeah. so that's tech scout yeah so we've up to number four so number four is is uh, what we call we innovation. That we innovation is uh, W E N N O V A T I O N. We innovation, okay. and the we innovation is that that you know, I it comes from the the word that I can I can invent alone, but I cannot okay. innovate alone. We innovate together. Yeah. You know, it's co-creation. Yeah. It's co-creation. So that's where the word comes from. But so innovation is, again, a, a social enterprise that we set up that um, would help all NGOs, not all NGOs, NGOs with a so, with that has got a big social impact uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will help them to innovate their social, their their, their social enterprise or NGO for the new normal in terms of saying, okay, you know what? Um, we are going to help you through this journey, what lies ahead. Um, and, you know, we'll facilitate it. We'll give you the tools. We'll give you the, um, we'll help you um, because you are as a social enterprise or an NGO that's looking after the social needs of people, either yeah. physically, emotionally, etc. You're going to help a lot of, you're going to need a lot of help. 
And yeah. um, but you would have to think innovatively in terms of that. And that would we would make tools available. We'll make people available in terms of help people through a journey um, through the organization. So this is an invitation to social enterprises around the world that's got that potentially has huge social impact um, that we can help and that we can help um, change their business. Yeah. Businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Because funding is going to be so difficult for a lot of these organizations. It would have, wouldn't have been easy before, but a lot harder now. So I'm, I'm sure this will be very it, welcome. It, absolutely. Would you see to see that? And that's why this was chosen as one of the five, because the fact that, Again, the impact of, of, of COVID and, and the impact that it will have for years to come. Um, and, and that's why we felt as like, what do you, you know, NGOs and, and they, they, you know, they, they've got, always got to ask for money. They've got to ask for support. It's, it, you know, there, there's never an NGO that doesn't have, you know, they, they, they always have huge needs. And, and now yes. it's going to be even a lot more difficult because the pressure will be on them, et cetera. And I think that innovation would have to play a role in that in terms of to see how, how, they, can, how they can look after the needs of so many people that, that's in need. You know? And I think that you know, if, we look at, if we look at across Europe in terms of the refugee crisis and, and, and those type of things, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, we 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 need to to ensure that whatever we do in the world, that 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 you know, for, for people to look after themselves is obviously as as a first priority. You know, um, and 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 I think that social enterprise um, it needs to really look at ways in terms of how they can empower people. And when we talk about digital transformation and things like that, and digitally empower people. Um, effectively doing it in a very effective way. You know, if, if obviously if you can get hardware, there's certain challenges, you're sure. But 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 but, but social enterprise would really re- reconsider the the way that they do things and the way that they help people to look after themselves as well, etc. So innovation yeah. certainly would be able to assist with that and come up with fresh, fresh ideas. Oh, that that that's fantastic because it's um, again as we you know talked about a little bit earlier is is. When you're in that pressure in your own space, it's hard to go, well, what the hell can I do that's any different than we're already, you know, so you, you end up going and spinning around in circles. So involving your team and your tools would be very, very powerful. So thank you from on behalf of all of them to, to you because it's a, that's a wonderful initiative. Yeah. Number so, five. Yeah, number five, you know. So number five is one that I'm... I'm I, I'm also very passionate about this called ah, your 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 favorite. By the <laughs> I, no, no? I, well, uh, lots of them are my favorites. I must say that there's not one. Yes. You know, when you come from 348 ideas, you know, there's five. Yes. These yes. five years, like like five children. You know, so but, yes. everyone um, is precious. Everyone is precious. You know, and you could see that these four that we've had, they are very different. You know, they they look after different things. Mm. You know, they they've got a different mm. focus. You know. And the fifth one is. But they interlock, though. Yeah, they 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 interlock. They they interlock, and you know they 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 have a huge. They, they could have huge impact in terms of of COVID, etc. They they mm. they they, yeah, they they've got meaning, you know. They and 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 and, and, and I think the key is before I come to number five is the fact that we are we we our our process is that the business cases that we've developed are freely available to people to use for themselves. So they could use our business concepts and roll them out in whatever form they want um, because we want to make it have impact. You know, we don't, um, we're not here to, to, to make money from them. We're here to, to, to help the world. And therefore, more people yeah. that can create food calls and more people that can create re-innovations or COVID busters or tech scouts, et cetera, um, the better for the world. Um, yes. Uh, so, so yeah. So that's just one a bit, very important point. Um, then the fifth one is universal teacher. Now, universal teacher is if you think about it, that you know, many many schools around the world are still operating in industrial way of teaching. Yeah. Uh, you sit in the class, you keep quiet, and your teacher teaches, etc. Um, and for years and years and years, we've been discussing this thing in terms of that schools have to change you know, the way we do, mm. you know, more immersive, more engaging, etc. And uh, I've done many, lots of work um, around the world in this in this regard. 
And now with COVID, um, we've realized that, okay, fine, you know, people were, uh, was, you know, with lockdown, um, separated, schools closed, universities closing, etc. And many, many schools, many teachers are now disconnected from the, from the pupils. And, um, and so what now, you know, so, but not only that, I think that if you think about uh, why universal teacher plays a big role is that, that there will be many deaths, unfortunately, with COVID and many parents will, will pass away. Many grandparents will pass away and, and, mm. and many teachers will pass away. So what will happen to kids, the future of kids in terms of their education is a critical part, you know, so. And universal teachers to say, you know, there are wonderful teachers out there in the world. And, mm. you know, maybe there's a way that a teacher that teaches for 30 children in a classroom could be teaching to thousands of children around the world. Yeah, yeah. So universal teachers enables teachers um, to help them build an online experience and immersive and engaging content. To, um, to, to really engage with their learners in and out of classroom, you know, because we'll, soon, we'll go back to classrooms. I mean, we know that. Yes. But is that the right thing to do? Because, you know, should we not more uh, classrooms be more suited for facilitation and, and working in work groups, etc.? Um, should we make, be making, you know, should the teacher uh, in, in, in bigger classrooms, in a sense, the attention should be to the kids that, we should we should help the kids that that are struggling, not the kid the kids that are doing well. In the sense, we shouldn't be too worried about them. We should be worried about the ones mm. that are not doing well. So, universal teachers helping the teacher, teaching the teacher in this new digital era and the new post COVID environment. With how do you make engaging video content? How do you, you know, it's like it's like let me if you explain it to you, if, if somebody's singing at a bar and with his guitar in a sense, you know he. And he, he remains singing in, in the in the bar for years and years and years. You know that that, that that's what he will be. But if somebody re- see identifies him in his beautiful voice, and say, you know what, I'm going to help you create amazing music. I'm going to help you. I'm going to produce it for you. I'm going to I'm going to help you because your voice needs to be heard by so many people around mm. the world. In a sense, and this is what the objective of Universal Teacher is: is to to encourage teachers to to make beautiful content and with the tools of how to do it and for them to make that available to their learners as well as other learners. Awesome. Make a change, make a change their lives. I can see, yeah, I can actually see why you've left it to last because (laughs) I just totally believe that we have to, and I love, sorry, there's so many things emotionally even for me in this one because teaching our future generations and empowering them to be the strength and the inner strength and creativity and all sorts of wonderful things that they have but they need good strong leaders teachers and there I have a couple of contacts who are in the teaching field and I see that they are really struggling and parents of course are struggling at this time because they've all of a sudden got to be and they know the importance of leading their child through this early stages in their journey. So if COVID can change some of these old models of, you know, going to a classroom, sitting there paying attention and, and some of the kids getting left behind, if, if we can actually... So to me, this feels like this is an opportunity to not only change it for this immediate term, but a longer term picture is that how you see it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think that again, you know, this um, COVID nineteen has, has pushed us over the edge in terms of really, really asking the questions in terms of how relevant and how productive the the way that we we having schools and universities. You know, I'm I'm busy with a university in South Africa, a very large one, that's con- totally reconsidering the way that they've been um, uh, been operating. And and this is because of COVID nineteen. Since people realise that this, you know, we've got to change. We've got to change fast because our future of our kids um, are in our hands, etc. And 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 parents and and everybody senses it and feels it, but nobody's really getting to get, go get and go do it at the end of the day. 
and well, it's hard at an individual level or even a local yeah. school level. It's very difficult to, again, because you're in your own environment spinning around in your little world, which yeah. is totally what you, you need to do. And I get all of that, which is why what you're doing and the, and bringing all these different wonderful experts from around the world together to create these solutions. But I, I can... Well, all of all of your initiatives, all five of these are really, really powerful. But I do think that, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to say I have a slight favourite. But <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say in passing that something I read recently, in the, in the midst of all this and some research that is finding that people who are working from home and teaching at home, in some ways they're starting to work out this is a different method that even if it's working from home some parts of the week and also teaching at some parts of the week, they're actually discovering new dimensions to their life and and how they can interact with their children. And maybe this is a different way of looking at things. Uh, That's why it's not going to be a return back to exactly the way things were before because people have been discovering things during this time. And I think certainly on the teaching front, particularly if parents have really good tools available to them and in this digital age, it does make it a lot easier that the access to... Uh, these new teaching methods, I think, could be quite revolutionary. Mm. Absolutely, you know, if you think about it, you know, I don't know about your country, but in in South Africa, we 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 have a scenario that many uh, of my colleagues in Europe, um, lots of money is being spent on buildings and 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 uh, cutting the grass at at the universities and the complexes and keeping and maintenance and these huge buildings massive infrastructures mm. that cost a lot of money. And if you think about it, and then you get to the class and there are lots of people in a class and the teachers not, or the lecturers not really that into it today. So they've got to have a bit of an off day. Um, and, mm. and, and students feel uh, they're not engaged. They, they actually fact can do, they learn better at home, um, you know, and universities, the role of universities is more like and you know what you find? All the engineers are in the same, um, you know, they they taught in the same in the same manner, and and legal legal people are t- taught in, in, in accountants in a different way, and and instead the university should actually fact be a a, a a a an area where all these different disciplines are mixing, and because the day that you come out of university, suddenly you are now you you're, you're, you're engaging with 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 other disciplines etc now you know how prepared are you for that etc so yeah. universities have really got to question the way that they are they are teaching learners um, and students and and maybe making use of of some digital um, tools etc of bringing uh, doing the learning etc you know and and maybe be more facilitation uh, orientated etc in a, in the student environment i think you know, so yeah yeah. So do you think this would uh, stimulate more collaborative thinking as well? Because if they're learning and living in silos, it, it as you said, it's not exactly preparing them for the real world where they should be working with other people. Perhaps this would really help in that respect. Yeah, I think I think that 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 you know. Innovating education certainly, you know, I think a lot of people have, are, have, you know, um, the, the digital transformation for education has been a failure up to this point in time because the reason is that if you take a book and you just put it on an electronic format, you know, that to me is not digital transformation. You know, in actual fact, I'd rather mm-hmm. then prefer a book that I can feel and I can write in, et cetera, et cetera. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, I do that. Um, <laughs> Always in the margins. You know, and and then I don't have to have an iPad and the battery runs flat or, or a mobile phone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that um, online learning is 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 not working if you're not going to create, uh, utilize online tools that is more engaging than just staring at a screen on 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 text and things like that. You know, so we have yeah. to we when we use a medium like. Um, Digital, you know, digital tools in a sense, animation and augmented reality and those type of things. That's 
that's right here with us right now. Um, you know, we we could really um, we could we could we could really fast track the learning of people. You know, I th- I just find it also uh, quite strange that that over many many years, you know, uh, you know, we still at eighteen more or less you finish school, and then you go to university, and then it's this has been going on for for for, for a very very long time, mm-hmm. and you would argue that maybe have we made any progress in terms of that because everything else has speeded up except except maybe education you know um so we've i think we've 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 got to reconsider the way that that we operate and 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 in terms of in education how it works for us you know and if it's really working i've yet to see anybody that says to me i think it's wonderful the way that education works yeah i i tend to agree and i we speak to it nearly all of our guests we end up talking about learning in some way and no one has yet said oh we've got it right so i need to change anything there i can't say i have this this experience of covid19 of course has been anything you know it's not remotely exciting or i'm trying to come up with the right word and i've completely mucking it up but the point being that there i do believe there are some fabulous opportunities available to us through COVID. And to me, the most important is the community aspect and that we are thinking more laterally about how we can solve some of these bigger issues. And again, what you've, the work you've been doing, this must be at least two months work, is it? Would you get to this five? That's correct. Yeah. So Five, you know, two months of, you know, it's not very long to come up with five fantastic initiatives. Yeah. yeah so and, well and, done. Yeah. And, and what you've just, you've just raised an important point. You know, we, we did this all online and these are fully fledged business cases, you know, with testing and mm. everything involved. You know, it's just, it's, it's, you ask yourself the question, you know, if, if we asked, if I, we asked governments to do this project, um, how long it would take? It would take, but possibly take them years to to put together yes. an international group. I'm not talking about a local thing. I'm talking about an international group mm. involving 11 countries. If you just think about the diplomatic channels that they would can't have even to begin to think it would happen. No, <laughs> you know. Um, so, <laughs> so, so the last thing that 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 um, and and, it, and I think that's the key is that we as individuals we can um, empower ourselves and, 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 and people that we know amongst, our, amongst one another. And people always feel that element of that, okay, what can I do? You know, what can I do that make a change in a sense? You know? So it's a question of that as soon as you reach out and you, and you come up with something and something that's worthwhile, like my calling in terms of when I said to my to colleagues around the world, shall we do this? And they said, we with you, let's, let's jump on, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it just shows you the power in terms of when there's a will and that we, wouldn't, we don't have to wait for government or we don't have to wait for anybody to, do, to make things happen. Um, and, and you've used an innovative approach itself in a sense, you can achieve many things. You know? So I think that excites me. Um, it does, wonderful yeah. people out there. That you, but but you, must, you must be able to, 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 to push, you know, uh, to stick up your hand and say, yes, okay, Let's go. Let's do something. Yeah, yeah. But having these steps is really important. And uh, frameworks like your solutions and other ways of innovating and just having plans and paths makes a difference. Because otherwise, yes, you can spend forever going around in circles. But with your five solutions are a the really yes, yes. And, and and the and uh, yes the five solutions and uh, I was looking yeah. at your wonderful map on your web, website which I recommend on fourthinnovation.com uh, so it, it gives you somewhere to start yeah, yeah. you know you yeah. no I think I think I think it's an important point you know if you ask somebody any business you said you want to innovate their hand will go up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we want to innovate. You know, who doesn't want to innovate? You know? And then the second question is like, okay, well, are you willing to spend some money? And then, no, no, no. Then the hands drop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and that applies the same to organisations. You know, when when large businesses, you know, they have a lot of money for certain things, but they've got no money for innovation. And I think people associate innovation with, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to develop a new gadget. I'm going to build a new. Uh, yeah. phone or something like that you know and what do we know about building phones in a sense and people forget that innovation is so many things 
it's not just a gadget. It's about customer engagement. It's about your brand. It's about your the way you you know. The, it is about your products and your service, etc. It's about about your business model, it, it, and all those things are all of those things can be innovated, etc. And people forget yes. about that, you know. Um, but it's not something that you just said one morning. And I think people have this illusion that the great innovators of this world, you know, they, they wake up one morning and they, oh, they suddenly have got this incredible idea and they, and they run off and they make things happen, you know, and I think mm. it's... Overnight it's, success. Overnight success. Well, Archimedes running from his bath. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I think that's one other thing that I wanted to mention earlier in a sense is when you see it's, it's you know, innovation is... is is not a CEO's. Uh, it's not about the CEO's idea. It's about yeah. the team, and who's got the best ideas in the team. That's what it's what a business or an organization is about. And if if you're a CEO or a COO, etc., if you can't listen to your people and to say, um, you know, and get to the best ideas, you know. Then, then you're on the wrong track in a sense. And, and, and I see many, many, many companies fail because of the fact that somebody, somebody high up in the organization got an idea and he wants – an idea is like a child, you see. So you see, you don't want anybody to tell that your child is ugly, you know. Um, yeah. And um, so, so you idea and, – and, and when the CEO comes up with an idea, his subordinates – don't want to say, well, we think it's you know a bit of an ugly child. You know, we don't like this idea. You know? um, um, so, so the question is, how do you create an environment where you create lots of children, co-create them together effectively in a sense of ideas, and then choose the best ones because that's the yeah. piece for success. You know, it's co-creation those ideas and 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 let the top ideas rise to the top. And that's how the top innovative companies in in the world that that's how they do it. I, you know, just from my, and it's a long time since I've worked in a corporate environment as, as a, an employee, but it's from past experience, it was like, if you didn't dare show up, it was like, you'd be showing up the boss if you went in there with an idea and, and I've never, you know, I've worked in creative organizations, but none of them would allow you to be creative and innovative in your own perspective. You just wasn't encouraged because again, I, do you find that is that, that that really what we've got to do is break down the the CEO and the COO's attitude to it and go, you're allowed to be creative and it's okay if you're better than me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's you see that's all you you, you know you 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 you're so right in terms of that you know that 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 you see many people in you know. You, employees they you know they they work on a couple of ideas they might be youngsters etc and they've got this cool idea and then they 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 they've been working on it they've been testing it with their friends they come to the work and they talk to their superior or their manager or the ceo and the ceo or the manager is busy with these financial reports and he's busy with other staff matters etc and the last thing he wants to hear is this new idea from this new youngster now that might be the yeah. the, the goose that lay the the golden eggs you know and 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 but he doesn't want to listen because he's no time he's got no time for for goose that lays golden eggs you know so he uh so let's you know slaughter the, the goose you know so yeah um so the point is that that again um you know you've got to create an environment where people um can come up with ideas now the way that obviously creating an environment is not telling people okay listen every day if you've got a new idea then uh, you know just pitch up and, and tell me what it is you know it is about again about the process in terms of where but you 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 have to you know, obviously a business needs to think about their, their frictions. It doesn't help you to solve a lot of things or doing coming up with a lot of innovations got no relevance. A little gadget, what I call a little gadget that nobody's going to use. A business yeah. should be in focused and say, listen, here are my top frictions. Here are the issues that we need to solve. Now, as soon as you allocate all the brain power of your organization, into those frictions, suddenly you're going to get your people to think about them, etc. And now you've got them focused. It's like it's like going to war in a sense. It's like going to COVID in a sense. We have a lot of people in, at the, in this world at the moment looking at solutions for COVID. Why? Because there's a crisis. Because everybody's mm -hmm. attention is is now focused on COVID in a sense. 
and if when a different war, people, you know, if they, 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 they machinery and everything is focused on winning the war in a sense. And a business in a sense is the same, that we need to have focus. And those, that focus comes from a perspective of where are our frictions within this business and how can we solve them? And unless staff knows what they need to solve, how can they work on any solution effectively? Absolutely. That's quite profound and, and such good advice because there are so many businesses that just feel like they want to go out and they're on their own and whatever. Look, I want to keep moving because um, clearly that you've, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed this and I could probably natter and I've probably got a million other questions in my head. But more importantly, with your five solutions, which are really what we want to get people behind and supporting and how they can get involved and, and even broader, you know, how they can get involved with you and maybe tap into your experience and knowledge. Where do they go from here? Yeah. So the best place for them to go to is to our website, um, fourthinnovation.com. I'm sure that you will maybe just... Um, I'll put links in those, yeah, put absolutely. Links to fourthinnovation.com. And then we also have, um, so that would be the best because that will lead them to all these uh, five business cases, opportunities, uh, which is, again, food call and innovation, COVID busters, universal teacher and tech scout. So they, each one of them have, will have, uh, if, if people approach us uh, in the capacity, either they want to know more about the business case, they want to, if they can, if they get it for themselves because they want to use it for themselves, they can approach us. Um, it's on our um, um, fourthinnovation.com website. There's contact details. And mm-hmm. then there's obviously people, organizations that uh, want to engage with us in either in terms of uh, a particular concept um, or a business case. Uh, they want to join us. They want to become partners. They want to, um, you, know, um, you know, they want to do, you know, roll out that initiative within, within their own country. Uh, we are open. Um, and, and so I would suggest that, that they go to the website, approach us, and we will certainly be Fantastic. willing to, to, to come to help them. Yeah. Puni, thank you so much. One, for spearheading this whole initiative because it's, uh, it's a wonderful initiative and for sharing it with us here in our morning in New Zealand and your evening there in in South Africa. And uh, I am really excited about, I really am genuinely excited about where this current situation is going to take us and our minds because it's we're evolving. We're opening our minds to new opportunities. And And to do as a community. Yeah, it's just fabulous. And Every single one of those five, I can see why they got in the top five. Heaven, I would be fascinated to know what the others were, of course, and, we, yeah. and I'm sure they're, you know, you never know there might be something else. I have no yeah. doubt there's a little other ones that you might pull out of those <laughs> ideas because, I, I, you know, no idea is wasted, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to come where yeah, at some stage. And, and, and we will we'll gladly make available some of the ones that we that we didn't go. We, you know, there's always the element in terms of focusing. You've got to focus. You can't do everything. Yes, so they are absolutely. Of the, of the 12 that we had, they're all good good ideas, good concepts, well-tested, etc. So that information we could also make available. And there's lots of uh, information on the website in terms of the ideas that we've created. Um, the concepts, etc. So there's a lot of valuable information that people get, and, and yeah. we hope they, yes, they use it. You know, and they use it, and they make they they make this the world a better place. You know, so that's what we're interested in. Absolutely. Yes, I would recommend that because on your website you've got read more tabs on your map, and I was having a look through, and I, I was very interested in the observe and learn section, and where you mentioned customer frictions, trends, and technologies and innovation opportunities, uh, you can certainly see the seeds of where you've been with this and quite quite fascinating. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me and have a wonderful day. 